this world of, of play, sexuality, you know, intimacy, BDSM, etc., can really create like a, a container for accelerated personal development if it's done well. And then it creates a, a stabilization of the personality in some sense because there's a clarity between, you know, strength and power and submission and allowance and, and recognizing who you are in your own self as well as like how you relate to others. So the point is that I think it sort of brings us out of the fog of, of all the parts and all of a sudden you're like, cool, I know who I am in the context of leadership now. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. With BDSM, you get to explore the entire range of human emotions and sensation. So um, it's once you, you know, really explore both sides of the, the spectrum, whether it be pleasure and pain or um, force and, you know, freedom, whatever it may be, um, it just creates this special intimacy between the two people mm. because it's like we can go through all this together and look where we are. So unfortunately, a lot of people in the vanilla world don't get to explore the shadowy aspects of their own nature, let alone their interplay. Yeah. And then unfortunately for them, what they say shun or fear ends up controlling them. So one of the biggest things that I think people are afraid of when it comes to this, like let's say, uh, you know, more expressive or, you know, dark side sexuality is that it feels like it's like an alien kind of behavior outside of their realm of understanding. And a lot of that seems to be coming from underlying cultural conditioning or, or, or personal conditioning of guilt, shame, fear on various levels. And it takes a certain level of, uh, I think, maybe opening the mind, deconditioning, experience. And that's also a very big art of uh, understanding this realm, if you will. And it's, it's very connected to a lot of taboo and things like that as well. Like in terms of like people wanting to explore these things, but at the same time feeling like they have limits like for example guys that we work with often have like let's say nice guy syndrome which is nothing wrong with being a nice guy but if you're locked in that and that's your only primary mode of operations then maybe that's going to start to cause some difficulties in your ability to relate and cause frustrations etc or you know maybe maybe there's a lot of fear around expressions of power and authority you know because maybe there's a fear that you might hurt somebody or some kind of damage might happen which is true i mean people get damaged by power things happen so what, what do you think about like how people can start to open this up and start to learn about releasing guilt, shame, fear, and also like, let's say, deconditioning themselves from some of the things that maybe create such a big divide in understanding what it's like to work with your shadow or work with these kinds of aspects of yourself. And also to work with female, the truth of female sexual nature, you know, because I think that was, that's an interesting thing in this last class. So we had a bunch of guys who are, you know, professionals have had fairly vanilla kind of sex lives. But we're very curious, obviously, because they came to the course. And we had six, we have our six female trainers who are very open-minded girls, but from all ranges of ages, from 18 to 40, you know, different demographics. They're not like all leather-clad kinksters. They're like, I wouldn't call them normal girls, but they they have normal lives. And it was funny because something, for example, like spanking, which we're, we're explaining as a thing and we technically and here's the effects of it and uh, we're going to do it. And across the board, maybe one or two guys were, were fine with it, but across the board there was just this like thing of like, 
I'm, am I allowed to do that? Is this okay? She doesn't. Am, is the point of this that she just lets me do things I want to do and she tolerates the pain because of I'm not sure why? And it's funny, like over the seven days, we just had the girls every single day, like telling them, showing them with smiles, like, I love this. This is amazing. I fucking love this. And, the, and you know, after the, the first days of the girl, like, and the girl's like, harder. That's good. I like this. You know, it had to be hammered in over and over again from the girls themselves. And it took, you know, three, four or five days for some of the guys to finally accept that women like this, right? And it's not not all women like all things all the time, but that we're not doing this out of, a, you know, a macho, domineering, fucking selfish thing. There's aspects where it is selfish in a good way, but we're doing this because both parties are really into this. And that's something that a lot of guys struggle to accept because the conditioning that you're taught that women are delicate and fragile and they like flowers and cuddles and they'll, dull, you know, they have sex to kind of hold a relationship and all these myths, which are so fucking untrue uh, when it comes to the depths of female s- sexual psychology. So, yeah, I just want to say that. It's not unusual that people don't want to you know, be violent and hurt someone. It's, it's pretty normal. It's very instinctual part of being human is to not cause harm, especially if you're a healthy individual. But the difference in within the BDSM context is that it is more sensation than straight out that I'm going to hurt you. It's not done from, you know, if, if people listening to this start to understand that it's done not to actually hurt, but it's to explore sensation and explore power, it can, that's the first way to go about it. The next way to really start to explore this is to be honest with yourself. You know, if, if you're repressing something, that means that there's something there underneath it. So what are we repressing? The ability to lead maybe is something we, we have this really natural desire to want to lead. And unfortunately, society doesn't really support and nurture that. And also to have your desires met. Yes. Like, you know, classic nice guy thing is giving in the hope of getting, mm. you know, so the covert contract of like, I'll be nice, I'll be nice, and hopefully you'll give me some crumbs as opposed to like learning to take in a healthy way to ask for what you want, to direct someone to your desires. Like, uh, and we, we talk about that a lot in the wheel of exchange that if you're only the nice guy, you actually deny the woman uh, some really powerful experiences. So maybe you can talk about those, like what it, like in a way it's quite selfish to be the nice guy that you decide what her boundaries are in advance. We don't really do that, though. No, I mean, uh, what I mean is that that's what a nice guy is doing. He's like, oh, right. by, yep. because he's like, oh, girls don't like this. She's like, uh, you want to ask me about that? Or he's <laughs> like, oh, I would never do that because girls are too delicate. Right? And it's a misunderstanding of what she actually wants. So, yeah, when, when you have a woman who does express herself honestly, the vast majority of them really, really enjoy um, having someone take the lead and essentially overpower them within within obviously negotiated boundaries and reason they seem to very much get off on that mm-hmm. so if the you know especially the guys listening to this if you don't really understand that it's something to acknowledge that exists in the world that there is power paradoxes and that women get off on it so it's you know take the first steps whether it be and and the thing that i want everyone to, listening to really have a look at inside themselves when they whenever they've had a chance to lead does it make them feel good like a, a lot of the guys that i've coached you know they've come in they're going yeah i have these desires but i don't know if it's okay and they're just really looking for permission so give yourself the permission to be what generally most guys are which is a healthy leader so it makes sense like i think for example 
because our world is, uh, what can we say? It, it's so multidimensional and we've been kind of forced into a position in our times to be so many things, so many roles, to carry so many things, that it means that we don't have like clarity of distinctions between different energies, different roles, different experiences, etc. So to be able to create something in a contained environment, whether it be central or whether it be something that's more working with strong sensations, it tends to like create a an amplifier or and a microcosm of that part of yourself and then you get to play it out and understand it and it has a clear beginning middle and an end and that can be like yet again it's very similar to probably doing some kind of uh some like acting or something where you really get into a role and you get to experience that part of your character and then that becomes a strength inside you which also leads back to probably old school ideas about you know invoking forces and energies and personalities and stuff into yourself to become a more functional well-rounded mature human being so i think this uh this world of, of play, sexuality, you know, intimacy, BDSM, etc., can really create like a, a container for accelerated personal development if it's done well. And it seems to be, from what I've seen and, and from and what I've know of it, that if it's done in a healthy way, because it's all about healthy, and that's a key term that I think we should make sure that people are very aware of. There is such a thing as healthy expression of these kinds of traits and unhealthy. So healthy is like clear communication, empathy, understanding, like uh, the boundary conditions, et cetera. When you do that kind of thing, then it creates a a stabilization of the personality in some sense because there's a clarity between, you know, strength and power and submission and allowance and and recognizing who you are in your own self as well as like how you relate to others. So the point is that I think it sort of brings us out of the fog of of all the parts and all of a sudden you're like, cool, I know who I am in the context of leadership now. I know who, I'm in, who I am in the context of submission. I know who I am in the context of these different energies, which are actually extremely primary to our human nature of understanding who we are and how we relate to others. And uh, that seems to raise self-esteem, make people more psychologically healthy, and just overall be a generally good thing uh, in the sense that you get to learn about yourself. And it doesn't necessarily mean you, everybody has to become kingsters and start stringing each other up by the toenails. It's not the point. But the point is to have these these understandings of dynamics. So I think a big part of this is about like understanding the psychology. It's like, what is the psychology of the exchanges that are going on here? Because the acts are really an expression of the psychology. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you can add to that about the healthy aspects and how that like, how it benefits people to go through these processes and understand them. Okay. So, I noticed with my own journey, there was a me before kink and a me after kink. And as I started to explore it, I noticed that it spilled out into other areas of my life in really healthy ways. So I was able to stand up for myself more, able to communicate my wants and needs outside of BDSM, not just within it. So it made it allowed me to really cultivate um, a, a sense of self and a strength inside myself. And I've noticed that also with clients that I've trained, that their lives start to blossom, that they start to really, what's the best way to put it? They start to really own every aspect of themselves and the dominance shines through, whether it be in their career, in their friendships, in um, interpersonal relationships. Uh, it, it generally spills out across. So from that, I understand that it is actually quite a healthy thing. When I, I notice that it's healthy for the, the client or the person across the board. And then on the, on the female side, all of us have uh, had you know, consciously re- relating kind of kink relationships or, or love affairs or short-term flings or whatever. And it's very evident to see the powerful, often healing effect that it has on, on women. And 
it's a it's kind of a bizarre situation to be put in, but where beautiful, coveted, desired women are thanking you from the bottom of their hearts, like literally, like I've done them uh, the best, the most amazing favor or mm. like gift that they could ever receive, and very, very sincerely because it's true. Because it's like you know, a partner being able to explore with you her repressed desires. Maybe she needs to kind of resolve some traumatic event that that may have happened to her. Uh, She just wants to like drop the facade of having to be a nice, good, sweet, virginal, innocent girl that she has to put to the, put forward to the world. And then with with me or any of us, they get to drop all that because we don't judge them. Because even if we don't necessarily understand each of their desires, because I'm I'm not her, but we can hold space for it. We can accept it. We we don't judge it, and we will facilitate within our boundaries whatever it is that she wants to explore. And then at the end, even if we during the play we were playing with abusive language or you know calling her this or that, and within you know negotiated bounds, when that's kind of sealed at the end or the scene is finished, she's looked after. She's praised and she feels like a goddess because she she is and you become a god like literally in these in these plays you can have that that sense where you where you really are seeing the divine in each other even if you are strung up by your toenails so it's like i think for guys that most men that come to us have good intentions with women they want to they want to bring them pleasure as well as of course have their own pleasure so there is no there is no um, dissonance there, There's, which is hard to understand at first. But it's not like if I have these desires inside me, that makes me – I have to like then, you know, become Darth Vader and go into the dark side uh, as opposed to, no, I can, I can reconcile these parts myself and she can too. We can both get what we want and we can both heal from it. Like it's a, it's, it totally locks in with your identity or your value system as a good person. Mm. So I think that's something that – guys really need to like start to investigate on some level or another because the reality is if you don't understand how to facilitate female desires they can't they, like why will they stay with you and so it's like if you if you put a block on her on her experience because you decide for her what is healthy or not or what's uh, what you're willing to explore or not then she's just going to shut off aspects of herself to you and we've seen that obviously with Lovers who've come to us because the the guy that they're with just can't offer them what she really needs. So I think as a guy, if you want to become an excellent seducer, ladies' man, lover, then you, you will need to explore some of these aspects, the, the light and the dark sides of things, the subtle and the more extreme things. It doesn't take a lot really because most men have no idea about it. Uh, the guys that came to us, we spent a week with them. They are now in the top percentile of skilled practitioners on the planet, even though they're still kind of beginners within the BDSM practitioner scene because they give a shit because they took some time to learn learn the stuff from good mentors and they have you know a positive like uh, intention they want to they want to bring pleasure so would you I mean would you say that like in terms of maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the healing or the some of the 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 effects that this has on women especially that women come and pay you to facilitate their desires, but it, it's not just about like the scene. You've told us many stories about how this mm-hmm. how this changes the person, and you know can sometimes helps them get over lifelong traumas. A lot of women that have come to me, they've they've had these repressed desires. Yeah. So even the act of just exploring it for the first time is a massive healing experience. So they've 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 reconciled that what they've had burning deep inside them is actually okay because unfortunately a lot of women 
in society have not encouraged with their sexuality. There's a lot of slut shaming going on. There's a lot of misconceptions going on. And they feel that. They, they experience it really, really deeply. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the clients that come to see me are married. So it's showing me that a lot of the husbands, um, you know, whether boyfriends, husbands or otherwise, are not really taking the time to understand them. So essentially, the healing starts from being understood. And having their desires acknowledged and saying, you're actually okay and normal for all of these things which excite you. So how can something done in a healthy way that is exciting be unhealthy? And I think that's an important takeaway for guys. Like if you're with your lover or your partner or whatever, and, and if she brings up something, and often women will do it in a kind of a hinting way. So she might not necessarily say, I want you to tie me up and, <clears throat> you know, dress me like a nun and tell me, tell me to say my hail marys whilst you whip me or whatever the thing is she might just be giving a little hint like so showing a you know a meme or a picture or, or saying oh someone did this thing the other day and and she might not say I, i'm into that and she, often what a good woman is doing is she's kind of sounding you out and i've heard many stories from women where they're like oh yeah i wanted to try some stuff with my boyfriend and then i said oh you know like hinted in some way and he went oh that's weird or that's what that's that's pretty freaky some way judged the act or judged her for, well, that's the kind of thing you're into, huh? Like anything like that, you're just going to shut her, you're shutting her sexuality down because she realizes, oh, okay, this is not safe for me to explore mm. because the consequences could be very destructive to my self-esteem, to my reputation, to this relationship. So as a, as a man who wants to be, you know, an evolved sexual being, uh, allowing space for women to just have those desires, even if you don't understand them or, or they're not yours, will go a long way to her then starting to open up more and reveal more of this rich and dense and juicy world, which benefits the man incredibly. I mean, we get huge amounts out of this, right? It's like it's not it's not all just a um, we're not just martyrs to the desires of women. You know, when a woman is feels wildly expressive and un not judged, then she'll do all sorts of crazy stuff that she won't do with another guy. Yeah, she, as we as we all see all the time, it's not and it's not it's not like this happens occasionally to us. This is kind of becomes our continuous experience. So every guy I've ever come across wants their partner to be sexually expressive, but unfortunately they don't know the, the steps that are needed to get their partner to be this expressive, insatiable vixen. You know, so non-judgment, clear communication, honoring, respecting, making them feel adored. All of these things I learned through BDSM. Mm. Um, as well as, you know, other forms of sexuality, for example, where Shay's really skilled at, like Tantra. So, um, yeah, I wish a lot of men actually took the time to understand their partners because their sex lives will explode. And they need to also understand that there's a lot of elements that are needed to have this insatiable um, porn star of a partner. And, yeah, once they – it's essentially going back to being understood. When a woman feels understood, their needs are addressed – Every, there's a whole, you know, the safety, security, trust, all these big elements in play, whether it be within their sexuality or within the relationship, they will open up and, exp and expose their deepest desires as well as be completely expressive within their sexuality. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.